Welcome to the Sleepy Cues Podcast, where Linda Schmolowitz and Jessica Suiki will share answers to all your questions related to your children's sleep and parenting of young children. We are both certified gentle sleep coaches. Thanks for tuning in to hear the answers to the many questions that come up with the families we work with. Hi, welcome to the Sleepy Cues Podcast. My name is Jessica Suiki of Luli Sleep Consulting. I'm so happy you're here with me today. Don't forget to leave your ratings and reviews and always send us your comments and questions. We'd love to hear from you. So today we're gonna be talking about sleep regressions, but more specifically the 18 month sleep regression. Now I know you're probably thinking, oh my God, there's so many out there, I can't even keep track. I totally hear you. Those first two years, your child's sleep will change a lot and there are a lot of external factors that can affect your child's sleep and cause these regressions. But you're in luck. You have us here at the CPQ's podcast to help guide you and support you along the way. So let's talk about the 18-month regression. What happens? Why does it happen? How can we cope through it and come out of it alive? So we all know that sleep regressions is when your child was once sleeping beautifully and perfectly, and all of a sudden, they don't. While regressions are really hard for us parents, and of course our little kiddos too, it can be short-lived. It's not something that will last long, I promise you. As long as you guys keep up the good sleep habits in place and don't let it get out of control, you'll be fine. You will survive. So what do you see in a sleep regression? Bedtime issues, more wake-ups, nap issues. You might even start seeing resistance to bed, not wanting to go to sleep, calling or crying out for you to come out. A lot of them will have more middle-of-the-night wake-ups, and naps can also kind of fall apart. Here, you will see your child standing up and calling out for you, mama, mama, or crying a little bit harder. So they're 18 months now, older. They can stand, they can walk, they can talk. Whereas a six-month regression or a nine-month regression, the baby's crying. When we're talking about an 18-month regression, we're talking about the age and stage of toddlerhood. And we all know toddlers are so much fun. At this age, our toddler's trying to become a little bit more independent, not only playing and walking and feeding on their own, but they're trying to become more independent, strong-willed, and know what they want. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But you can see this come out at bedtime and nap time where they wanna dictate what happens or what will happen, and they will fight you sometimes when it's time to go to sleep. So what's going on at this age and what causes this sleep regression? First off, at 18 months, there are new milestones. There are a lot of developmental changes that your toddler is going through. So for instance, language and communication milestones, like trying to communicate with you by saying a few words or responding to a request you have done, like, please hand me that toy. Let's leave the playground. Let's go have lunch. They're going to try to communicate with you by saying no, or okay, or I don't want to, or shaking their head. So that language and that communication skills are starting to increase. 
Social and emotional milestones also happen at this age, engaging with you by pointing to something that they've seen. So I'll never forget, I was walking my first son down the street in Brooklyn and a bus came by and he was so excited and he pointed to it and he's like, mama, mama, look, look. So he's trying to show me that he's excited about something. He saw something he likes. So he's pointing to it and he's communicating with me. Or another example would be when you're sitting and reading those books at bedtime and you can point to certain cars or trucks or dolls and you ask your child, where is the cat? Where is the dog? And the child so happily points to it. Another milestone is cognitive milestones, like learning new steps to get things done. So for instance, I know that I have to put one block over the other, or I know I have to put the train in front of the other. And of course, physical developmental milestones, like walking, drawing, holding their own spoons, and feeding themselves. So there's a lot of developmental milestones going on at 18 months. Another reason why there is a sleep regression at this point is a separation anxiety peak. So they hit it earlier around nine months, they hit it at 12 months, but at 18 months, they hit that separation anxiety peak again. At this point, your child is trying to understand and grasp the idea of separating from you, but also wanting you near. They want to know that even though you're leaving, you're going to come back. At 18 months, when you're leaving, if your child doesn't want you to leave, He's going to turn around and start following you. He's going to start turning around and following you out the room because he doesn't want you to leave. But when he's in his crib, he cannot get out of the crib. And so when you put him down for a nap or bedtime and he doesn't want you to leave, you better believe that he's going to start crying and screaming for you because he wants you to come back. He's, again, trying to understand that even though you're leaving the room, that you are going to come back. And so while he can't follow you at night, or at nap time, he's going to call for you and cry for you where he wasn't doing that before. Let's talk a little bit about how to manage that separation anxiety peak because it does happen often those first two years and you really want to make sure that you help your child through this normal developmental milestone and provide that reassurance as they're going through it. The separation anxiety peak is happening because your child doesn't want to let go of you, doesn't want to separate from you, and is just trying to understand basically what's called object permanence. That even though you're leaving, even though you're handing him off to the nanny, even though you're just stepping away to go to the bathroom for one second, you are still coming back. So a couple of things to help ease this transition is make sure to practice during the day. So for instance, it's playtime and your child is in the living room with her toys. You know she's okay. So walk away. You don't have to walk away for so long, but maybe for about a minute or so. Walk away, let her feel the sensation of you leaving, and then come right back. Have her stay just for a minute, a couple of seconds on her own. It's good to practice that during the day so that she feels that it's okay and normal to separate from you. And also, it's something that tells her, hey, you're not only separating during sleep time, you are also separating during daytime. When you leave, please do not just sneak away. Do not just walk away. Tell her you're leaving. We often make the mistake of sneaking out and not saying goodbye, and it actually makes it worse. We want our kids to trust us, and we want them to know that even though we're leaving, we're coming back. This is a very big thing, especially when our kids start preschool. A lot of times parents will bring them that first day of school and then just sneak away. 
to avoid the crying, you don't want to do that. You want to be able to take your child to preschool or leave your child playing in the living room for a second and say, mommy will be right back. So one, you're practicing that you're leaving, but two, more importantly, you're telling her that you're leaving and that you are coming back. And the last thing is perhaps give your child a security object like a lovey or a blinky or a stuffed animal. If your little one doesn't have one already, you can try giving her one now. It can be a favorite stuffed animal. So I'll never forget when my second son was about two years old and he was going to camp for the first time. And so I gave him a little Curious George stuffed animal and that's what he took with him. That was his favorite little stuffed animal at that point. And I said, you know what, take this from home. It will give you a sense of security. I will come pick you up and you'll have your Georgie with you at camp. And it really helped him because he had something that made him feel safe and secure while he was at camp. So if your child does not have one yet, it is something that you guys can try to introduce. So there's a lot of developmental milestones going on and there's that heightened separation anxiety peak around 18 months that can cause these sleep regressions. So how do you get through it? How do we overcome this sleep regression that happens for about a couple of weeks? And how do we get to the other side? You really want to make sure that even though you're going through it, that you will come out, that you do certain things throughout that sleep regression to keep the sleep intact as best as you can and then come out through the other side. So first thing is routine. If you haven't done so already, you know we love bedtime and naptime routines. So I definitely suggest putting this into place. The bedtime routine and naptime routine is super important. Those few minutes right before bedtime is really important. It helps the child wind down, calm down, but it also signals the child, hey, it's time to go to sleep. It's bedtime. It's no longer playtime. And while our kids don't really love ending that playtime and don't really want to go to sleep, it can still be fun and exciting. Remember, the routine is something that you're going to establish when they're younger, but you can change it up as they get older to modify for their age and stage. So for instance, if you have those four Bs that you started when they were younger, remember bath, bottle or breast, book, and then bed, at this age, you'll still do bath You won't do bottle or breast. You'll probably do a sippy cup of milk. But the second B is brush teeth. Then you do book and then you do bed. But in this case, maybe for the book, we're engaging our child. So maybe this book is more of an interactive book. Like I mentioned earlier, their child starts communicating with you and pointing. So I open up the book and I tell my child, point to the dog. Where is the car? What sound does the cow make? So it's not me just reading a book to him. It's the two of us sitting and we're interacting with this book together. We're pressing the buttons of the noises or of the sounds. Sometimes because the child is going through a separation anxiety peak, they want a little bit more time with the parent. So that is absolutely normal and okay. If you want to add a little bit more time to the routine, that's okay. Just make sure that you do it correctly and you arrange bath and everything else accordingly. Add a little bit more time so that your child doesn't feel like it's rushed and spend more one-on-one time. The next thing is sleep space. Another one that we always talk about is setting up that sleep space. But in this case, I want to specifically talk about making sure that the room is inviting to sleep, 
making sure that the room is still dark because they're not really scared of the dark yet. You want to make sure that there's no music or loud disruptions, so a white noise machine is great, especially since now they're a little bit older. They are attuned to those noises and sounds outside of the room. So if they hear you outside, while it can be comforting, they might want to go outside with you and they want to go be with you. So perhaps making sure that the room is dark but quiet and perhaps setting up a noise machine in their room if it's not there yet to drown out all that exterior noise. But more importantly, nothing in that room should distract them. Remember, they're a little bit older, they're a little bit more alert, they're aware. So make sure that there's no toys lying around or there's no toys inside their crib or there's not a blinking light or any toys that make sounds because all of this will definitely, definitely distract them. The third thing is schedule. At this age, at 18 months, they should be taking one nap, not two. A lot of kids will stay on the two nap far too long and then that can cause bedtime and night sleep issues. So if you haven't done so already, make sure that your child is on one nap and make sure that the nap is in the middle of the day so that the nap does not begin before 12. Between 12 and one, is reasonable and that your child is napping about two hours give or take but because your child is going through a sleep regression you might see that this nap starts getting affected so maybe the nap is a little bit shorter or maybe she's resisting the nap but please do not skip this nap this nap is super super important because remember our 18 month old babies cannot stay up all day 12 hours is a really long day for them they can only handle about five five to five and a half hours so we really need that nap in the middle of the day so while that nap might get a little bit harder during this sleep regression Just make sure that it still happens. If you cannot get it in the crib, maybe temporarily it's in the car or in the stroller, but do not compromise the nap. It is definitely still needed. Number four is get active during the day. So our 18-month-old toddlers are running around. They have a lot of energy. So get out there. Get them moving. Get them in the sunlight. Get them to the park. I understand that that's not always available or feasible for all of us, but try to do maybe indoor activities. I'll never forget when I lived in Chicago with my two older ones who back then were like two and one, and there were days where we couldn't even leave the house. We did indoor bowling in the hallway. We did a ball pit. We did soccer. We did throw the balloon and don't let it fall on the floor. Any activity that I could think of that got these boys moving, we did it because there was no way of going outside in that freezing cold weather. I needed to get my boys moving. And then the last and most important thing is provide reassurance, but set up those boundaries and limits. So our 18-month-olds are going through a sleep regression. They're resisting that bedtime. They're having more wake-ups. They're fighting that nap. And so a lot of times as parents, we get so tired and frustrated that we just give up. And we say, forget the nap. And we say, okay, fine, just come into my bed. Or, okay, fine, I'll rock you. You have to be careful because then that will definitely lead us into a really long sleep regression. So when your child is going through this 18-month regression, whether they're going through a milestone or that separation anxiety peak, you want to be able to provide that reassurance, but set up those boundaries. And a great method is the sleep lady shuffle. 
So for instance, when my youngest turned 18 months and it was right around Thanksgiving, she had a major sleep regression, started throwing up and did not want to go into the crib. I did the modified version of the shuffle. So that night I realized I could not leave the room. She would start throwing up again. She was really anxious. So instead of rocking her to sleep, I put her back into the crib and I stood right by her and I provided that reassurance. So the reassurance is there. I did not leave her alone. I knew she needed me, but the boundaries and limits were there. I'm not going to rock you. I'm not going to bring you into my bed. Same thing in the middle of the night. If she were to wake up or when she did wake up at that point, I went back in the room. I didn't want to leave her alone because she didn't want to be alone and she's 18 months. She should not be alone crying it out. I went in there and I provided the reassurance and I told her, you're okay, sweetie. I'll stay here until you fall asleep. You need to make sure that you set up those rules and those regulations on sleep because if not, they will definitely take advantage of you. And then again, a one, two week sleep regression can turn into months. So as you can see, there are a few things that you can do while your child is going through the 18-month regression to help you get through it, but also to ensure that the regression doesn't last longer than it should. Set up that routine if you haven't done so already. And remember, try to spend a little bit more time with your child. Try not to rush it and spend that one-on-one time with your child. Make sure that that sleep space is set up if you haven't done so already and keep to that schedule. Remember that nap is still needed. Do not just forget that nap even though they're fighting it. Get active during the day and more importantly, last but not least, provide reassurance but set up those boundaries and limits. Those are five tips to help you get through that 18-month regression. If you have any questions, definitely feel free to reach out. We always love to hear from our listeners, and we thank you for joining us here today.